Welcome to the Enchanted Ears podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And Angela, I know what we're doing this weekend. I have plans booked because Uh, Disney announced that they are re-releasing Endgame. Oh, yay. So we get to go back, which is, I find it funny. See, a third time. I find it funny that they're calling it a re-release on account it's never left theaters. And so it's still in theaters, but yet they're re-releasing it. Yeah. So the deal with this is they're actually adding, what, six minutes to the runtime of the movie, and they're adding things because they want to try to beat Avatar. So that, so what I read is it's going to be a total of six minutes, but Kevin Feige announced, yes, and, and this is all, like, I don't think they are, I think they would tell you this, that this is a push to beat, to be the number one movie of all time and to beat Avatar. They're not trying to to hide it or be clever here or anything. They're literally trying to do this to get people to come out because they're only 45 to $50 million away from being the number one only movie of all time. Only 45 to $50 million? That's a shot in the bucket. Well, but it's been out so long. I mean, I think current projections are it would only add another maybe $15 million just on its normal run. So I think they're hoping... They get a push. It's the week before Spider-Man comes out, the week after Toy Story. There's no big movies this weekend, and so they're hoping they get that push. But Kevin Feige, yeah, he said there's going to be an end credit sting. There's going to be some surprises throughout the movie. So it's a little bit unclear of whether they're going to be adding deleted scenes in the actual film or it's just going to be all after the movie. But I did read somewhere that the runtime is extended by six minutes. So I doubt that's all going to be post-credits because that's a lot of stuff to put after a movie. So I think they may be adding some scenes that they shot that didn't make the original cut or making them a little bit longer. Six minutes doesn't seem significant enough for me to want to go re-see it though, to tell you the truth. That's fine. I'll go myself then. <laughs> I- I'm definitely, I'm definitely. Well, going maybe to see I'll this. go with you, but I'll go see men in black while you go see that a third time. I did. I, I didn't hear great reviews about Men in Black, so I got a little bit cooled on it. They but said, Thor and Valkyrie are in it. But they said their chemistry is not very good in this movie. I, I've, I heard a couple reviews that said you would never know that they were in another movie before. As good as they were in Ragnarok, they said it's like they've never acted together before, that the, that the chemistry's not non-existent. So after I read that, I was like, maybe this isn't one I need to rush out and see right away. Can maybe wait till it comes out on streaming or, or rental or something like that. No, I do have, but I do have a counterpoint. I know I love Endgame. I have a That's counterpoint confirmed. though. Okay. You're going to want to watch Endgame again anyway. So why not just wait for you? Because yeah, you'd know for sure knows? you're going to get the deluxe gold star platinum diamond edition complete with Thanos's, uh, Thanos's eyeball or whatever. I don't even know. The gauntlet. Something. I don't know. Gonna there's there's going to be some gonna collector's edition that you're going to buy for yourself. Yeah, I don't know. But who knows? But to see this, because maybe there's some some uh, previews for Spider-Man in there or something like that. And so you want to see it before Spider-Man happens. So the other uh, piece of Disney news and kind of leads us into our main topic. I thought this would be a good topic to talk about because I think a lot of people have questions about fast passes. But Disney dropped... A little bit of a bombshell in that once Galaxy's Edge opens, the Fast Pass tiers are changing at Hollywood Studios. So I guess before we kind of explain that, just to maybe give a a brief background on Fast Pass, and that's what we're going to kind of be discussing today, and kind of specifically the Fast Pass system at Disney World, since it does take so much advanced planning and people have a lot of questions and 
honestly, I mean, a lot of complaints, people don't like it because you have to plan so far in advance. But so to give an overview of the fast pass system at Disney world, you have your, my Disney experience, you have the magic bands. If you are staying on Disney property, you can start making your selection 60 days before the first day of your trip. If you're staying not on Disney property and there's a lot of good neighbor hotels in Disney world now. So there's a lot of the hotels Um, like the Hilton and things and the hotels at Disney Springs that are now eligible for the 60 days, whereas they weren't in the past. But so let's say you're staying at Universal and you're just coming down to Disney. You're going to make them 30 days. And so you're going to be a lot more limited because everybody else has made them 30 days ahead of time. They really do make it. I mean, Disney does this so well. They make it so advantageous to stay on property because, I mean, you just get so many more advantages. You get you know, transportation for free to all the parks. Plus you get this, like the fast passes. Um, so it really is worthwhile staying on a Disney property and they're fun. Their hotels are really cool. Exactly. And the 60 day window is it's from the first day of your trip. So if you're staying for five days, you can make fast passes for those entire five days beginning 60 days before the first day. So a lot of times whenever you're looking for fast passes for some of the bigger rides, and we'll kind of get into this later, it's very difficult to get those fast passes for maybe day one or day two of your trip because so many other people are in that 60 day window. But on the later days that are maybe five or six days out, it's a lot easier because other people's windows haven't opened up yet. Okay. I was like, what are you talking about? So if you're staying for a week, so stay for like 14 days and then you're going to have the best fast passes ever. Yes, because essentially, <laughs> essentially that second week, you probably have nobody competing, competing for fa- fast passes at that point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's, actually, uh, that's actually a really good tip of, let's say you're going down and you want to do Disney and Universal and you're staying at Disney. It may make sense to do Universal the first few days of your trip because then let's, let's say you're going to do five days at Disney, two days at Universal. You do a seven-day trip. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because you're still staying on property, so you can still make those reservations, but then you're getting rid of some of those early days that are booked up. Exactly. Exactly. Pretty good. So go to Universal that that first day. We're pretty smart with our heads put together sometimes. Yep. Two heads are better than one. (laughs) But then how it works is each park, uh, Magic Kingdom doesn't have a tier system, but all of the other parks have a tier system so that you can only pick one ride or attraction from tier one and the rest of your tier one imports like pier one you mean <laughs> i know i was being funny so, <laughs> i really confused you with yeah the you did terrible sorry. joke though okay so we'll pretend like that didn't happen <laughs> i don't think i don't think anybody heard that one so i think we're good <laughs> it's just us here and tier two uh the rest of your uh, selections have to be from tier two so you get three selections a day one from tier one the rest of them from tier two magic kingdom has no tiers so you can make your selections from everything so what this does is it prevents uh because like if you look at uh animal kingdom let's say it prevents everybody from making a fast pass for Everest. flight of passage, flight of passage passage. uh navi river journey and uh expedition everest so Whereas, so that if you're in that, I mean, if you're if you're vying for those really valuable fast passes, you're not, one person doesn't get all of their first choices and then you don't get any. Exactly. Exactly. It's just trying to, you know, trying right. to make things fair. So what's happening now at Hollywood Studios with, well, when Galaxy's Edge opens is everything is moving to tier one. 
So all of the rides, all the attractions are moving to tier one and the shows are going to be tier two. What, so what's going to happen is it's going to switch so that the tier one, and this is, so this is as of August 29th, is going to become Alien Swirling Saucers, Slinky Dog Dash, Toy Story Mania, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Tower of Terror. So you're only going to be able to pick one of those uh-huh. as, as a ride. And then the tier two is the Beauty and the Beast stage show, Disney Junior Dance Party, Frozen Sing-Along Celebration, Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, Muppet Vision, and Voyage of the Little Mermaid. And then Star Tours and um, Fantasmic are not on the Fast Pass system right now, so we don't know if they'll be eligible for Fast Passes. I, I feel like that that really prioritizes... I mean, this is... That prioritizes, I think, people with kids more because a lot of those shows are 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 kind of aimed towards a younger audience. And not all of them, like the Indiana Jones one isn't, but I almost feel like you're going to, if you use your, your fast passes at Hollywood studios, you're going to, you can't do much with them now. Well, so that's the thing because currently uh, rock and roller coaster and tower of terror aren't in tier one. So, you know, when you go to Hollywood studios, a lot of people try to get slinky dog or toy story mania. Yeah. And then you can still get, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, so that you can ride a few rides with your Fast Passes. Whereas now what Disney's doing is basically they're guaranteeing everybody one ride on an attraction is essentially how they're doing it. And then um, and then you'll get, you know, everything else is, is shows. So people were kind of upset about this because, yeah, to your point, it's like, well, if I'm going there, I'm only going to be able to ride one ride because it's probably going to be so crowded to ride everything else. I think it makes sense in that Disney is expecting large crowds. And so they're trying to get people. One, they want to, again, guarantee you that you can get one ride. Yeah. Because if they had Slinky Dog as Tier 1 and Tower of Terror as Tier 2, so many people, you might not be able to get either. Yeah. And then they also want to get people spread out throughout the park. They don't want ever, like a ton of people in one ride. Or they want to get you in and out. Like they're like, okay, come in, ride your ride, and then get out. We have a bunch of other parks that are located other places. We want to keep the the population, or not the population, but the what, what word am I looking for? The um, I mean, population is good. Like the just yeah. the number of visitors there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We want to keep control. that the crowd. Yeah, we want to cr- control the crowd. Yeah, and I also I also think you know they expect if there are a lot of people in Galaxy's Edge, you're probably going to be spending most of your day there. Yeah, you know? and so. Quite honestly, you one fast pass may be good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like yeah, you get a Slinky Dog, and then you can ride everything else because you're not in exactly, Galaxy's and then just Edge. went Galaxy's Edge, and you could kind of just avoid the shows and things. So, you know that that that's a kind of a big change, and I think what what the concern is, and what some of the rumors are, is that Disney may then be moving to a, fa- a paid fast pass system. Yeah. So this has been rumored for a while, right? Yeah. So in in Walt Disney World is the only one that does it the 60 days ahead of time. Um, in Disneyland, they have the Max Pass system. And so I think when we went, it was like $15 a day. I'm not sure if that's still the same price, but you added. And that was a, last year. Yeah, we went we last went. year. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, if it's if it increased, it's not probably significant. Yeah, it's not a lot. But so how their Fast Pass system works is you can just go and you get Fast Passes one at a time. You have to go to the ride, get a ticket. It's the old paper fast pass system. If you have Max Pass, you can make your fast pass selections on your phone on the app. But again, it's only one at a time. 
the day you're in the park. It's actually geolocated. You have to be in the park. So what it does is it just saves you from running back and forth to rides to pick up a paper ticket to come back. So it's a little bit of a convenience Yeah, because there, there are those kiosks, exactly. right? Exactly. So exactly. you have to go to a location of the kiosks in order to print out the tickets, right. which kind of can eat away at your time. So instead of doing that, you can just have it on your phone. Exactly. And so – and the other – Parks around the world do a similar thing where they have paper fast passes. Disney World's the only one that does with with the magic bands and the 60 day ahead of time on the My Disney Experience. Just check the Disney app. It's $15 a day still. Okay. So. Yeah, so it, ha- so it hasn't changed. So it's a pretty good value from saving you from having to run around. But what, what the rumor is, and I think where people are seeing this going and with, with Disney World and you know with the change in Hollywood Studios is... They're going to start saying, okay, you can get one tier one a day, but then if you pay us $20 a day, we'll give you an extra tier one. Or if you want to get a fast pass for anything in Galaxy's Edge, it's going to be $15 a day mm-hmm. just to get those fast passes. It's almost like uh, pre-boarding on an airplane. <laughs> right. And, and what I've heard is it may be a mix of that Disney's going to come out with a paid system that is $15, $20 a day that gets you like unlimited fast passes or it guarantees you so many fast passes on tier one rides, but there will still be free fast passes for everyone else. You know, you still may get two or three free ones that you can book 60 days ahead of time, but it just won't be for the flight of passages and, and the so slinky dogs. And they stuff. make a premium. Those exactly. are the, pr- so there's tier one, but then there's premium. Exactly. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to guarantee a fast pass for the rides, everybody wants to ride, it's going to cost you a little bit more. So we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, none of that's been announced, but it does seem like if they're moving everything in Hollywood studios to tier one, that they're then going to say, well, now Star Wars is extra or something like that. I, c- I could see I, them going I hope that. they don't do that. I feel like you spend so much money already when you're in Disney World. Uh, it's just like you don't need to spend any more. I mean, the hotels are a couple hundred dollars a night if you stay in the cheap ones. Yeah. And I mean, and really, I mean, some of it comes down to people are willing to pay it. I mean, yes. some some of it is, you know, Disney charges for this stuff. They 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 started with a fast pass system to help people plan. But then it became everybody gets up 7 a.m. 60 days ahead of time and all the fast passes, you know, get booked in 2 minutes. That now people are complaining because it's like, "Oh, well, I got up 50 days ahead of time and nothing's there. And so or I got up at 7:01." <laughs> exactly exactly. Or yeah, I didn't realize it was 7 a.m. And so there is some frustration there. And so I think Disney is, you know, offering this as a way of, okay, you know, give us an extra 15 or $20 and then we'll guarantee you, you'll have a fast pass for these rides. You don't have to get up 60 days ahead of time. You can just show up the day of, and you know, you have your fast passes. Like you don't have to worry about it. So it is, it's somewhat of a guest satisfaction. It's somewhat of also trying to, you know, meet demand that's why they do the variable ticket pricing because they don't want everybody to come at one time they want to spread those crowds out do you think the, the price year. would be per family or per person what i've heard is it's like a per person similar to max pass so then where that kind of screws over the families too like i mean i guess it yeah, helps if because lot. if you're you know if you're a mom that has a bunch of kids and you have to get up at you know you're up at 7 a.m trying to get everybody ready for school then yeah like you're one of those people that's gonna miss the window so it, it could be beneficial to you, but then again, it's more expensive because you have more people that you're trying to take down. Right. Yeah. Like I said, it, it's similar. Like in Disneyland, the max pass, it's it's a per person. It's a $15 per person fee. Okay. So, and, and again, not all the fast passes go away. 
at seven. So jumping in to the Disney World Fast Pass, because I thought it would be a good episode, you know, kind of like a, a trip planning type thing, just to give people, you know, kind of our tips and tricks, because we have been to Disney World so often. I think we've picked up a few things on Fast Passes. And by our tips and tricks, we really mean Joe's tips and tricks, because I, I was just... Try, I was trying to be nice. You were being you very credit. nice, but I'm going to give the credit where credit is due. Thank you. I just show up on the day that we leave, I pack and show up on the day we leave, and and it's good. Only thing I have to I mean, do. You show up every day. Be, I see you every day. You don't just true, you don't true. just come the one day we're going <laughs> on true. to Disney. But I mean, here's the thing though. Um, I do pay a lot in that I listen to Joe plan like excruciating in excruciating detail for months ahead of time. I mean, it could be six months in advance and Joe is talking about, okay, on this day, we're going to be in this park and this. And I'm like, Joe, you know, I don't remember anything. So why are you even telling me this? But I just let him go and I let him and talk. See, that's what people hate about planning trips to Disney world because you do have to do it that far in advance. But that's what I love about it. Cause really, yeah. cause six months in advance is dining reservations. Mm-hmm. So You'd have to figure out, okay, your dining reservations, that's going to tell you what park you're at. Then 60 days out, you have to get your fast passes for those parks. So I see, I love that stuff, but a lot of people don't like that. So yeah, I mean, I, I can people see are that. a little bit more like me, but I will say if I had to do it, I would just set a reminder on my phone and I would do it. Right. And what I'm going to say is, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this, because there are some tips that you don't necessarily have to get up at 7 a.m. 60 days ahead of time. I mean, yes, it helps, but if you get up and the ride you want is booked or you know, you can't get the certain fast passes you want, it's not the end of the world. And I think a lot of people feel... No, no, no. If I don't get the fast pass I want, it is the end of the world. <laughs> but I think a lot of people feel that way. I think a lot of people feel that way that if I get up 60 days ahead of time, they're not there, it's over. I have no chance, but that's not true. Just go to Universal that day, as we established. No, no, no. We'll get into act, into actual helpful tips. So maybe you're right. Maybe I shouldn't have given you credit earlier that these are our tips because <laughs> you seem to be not helpful. So maybe through the rest of this episode, listen to what I say, do the opposite of what Angela says, and you'll be you'll be good to go. I'm just gonna sit here and drink my Lacroix. Okay. So we talked about the tier system. We talked about Hollywood Studios uh, and Animal Kingdom. The only two tier one rides are Flight of Passage and Navi River Journey. So you can only get one of those. And really, Navi River Journey is not a tier one ride, in my opinion. I think it's just... Oh, I like it. It's tier one because of the line. Because of how many people go there. Because they I don't, don't think want, it'll stay there forever. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want people getting a, a Flight of Passage fast pass and also a Navi River Journey one. And then the other major rides, Dinosaur, Expedition Everest, the shows like the Finding Nemo, uh, the the Bird Adventure, It's Tough to Be a Bug, all of those, those are all tier two. So you can basically get, I think a lot of people go for Flight of Passage, and then all the other rides are, are tier two. Uh, we talked about the change to Hollywood Studios, Epcot tier one, you have Frozen Ever After, Soarin', Test Track, Actually, Illuminations is a tier one. I'm not sure if that will change when the Illumination show changes or not. We'll Uh see. Uh, And then pretty much everything else is tier two. And then as we talked about, Magic Kingdom has no tiers. And that is like pretty much everything there. There's 25 different attractions, stage shows. Meet and greets as well are also part of Fast Pass. So like Enchanted Tales with Belle uh, is one of them. I think... Uh, in Epcot, 
it might not be now, but I think like when you wait, we jump, we jump back to Epcot. We were well, talking about Magic Kingdom. Well, but I was talking about like uh, meet and greets. Yeah, because yeah. I think that Anna, they have an and, Anna Elsa, and Elsa one. Yeah, they may not have that anymore. I don't know what park that's at now, but when that first came out, there was like four hour waits for that. So I think that was you could get a fast pass. I know the character spot in Epcot has fast passes because when we went there, I mean, it's like a 25 minute wait, but there was a fast pass line. Mm-hmm. So, but my point was is just that it's more than just the attractions. The shows, sometimes the fireworks shows, uh, the meet and greets all have fast passes. Yeah. My first kind of tip is to, to plan it out. I mean, I know people hate doing that, but really think about what you want because, you know, do you have young kids that want to do the meet and greets? Like, what's your must-haves to do? Because while a lot of times the meet and greets don't have really long waits necessarily. I mean, you can usually do those without a fast pass, so you don't necessarily need them. But if your kids are if your kids are smaller and they're not going to be riding Seven Dwarfs and mm-hmm. and Soren and stuff like that, don't even worry about getting those. Just get your meet and greets, get your um, your shows, and those fast passes don't go as quick. So you yeah. don't have to get up sixty days ahead of time if that's all you're trying to get. That's true. You know, I mean it. The big, the big ones probably will. I mean, when new stuff comes out. If it's and, new. If it's new. Like you said, Anna and Elsa. Um, I'm sure that if they had like a, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a meet and greet that's always popular. But even like the cool Mickey Mouse, even when they had the talking Mickey, like that didn't. Well, I will say that quickly. one had a long line. So, so yeah, things like that, that you know, maybe have an hour line for some of the meet and greets you definitely want. But they de- but they don't go quick. I mean, people, they get up and they're trying to get Slinky Dog. They're trying to get Flight of Passage. They're trying to get Test Track. Um, you know, they're not trying to get the, you know, um, the character spot at Epcot or something like that. So, mm-hmm. so you have a little bit of time. My other tip is to kind of be flexible with it. So, again, you're probably not going to get all the ones you want right away. And that's okay because we'll kind of get to that later. But, but be flexible. And look around at different times because when you go on, you can kind of you pick the park that you want to go to that day, and then you can pick morning, afternoon, evening, or kind of specific hours, and it will give you fast passes around those times. Maybe what you want's unavailable, but if you try later in the day or earlier in the morning, a, a fast pass may pop up. It's you know just because it says it's unavailable at this time doesn't mean they're completely unavailable all day. Right. Right. So, you know, so kind of, you know, look around at different times. One of the, one of the things, and this is kind of, I'm not sure how many people know about this. So you, you pick three fast passes all in one park, but once you use those three fast passes, you get more, you get more, you get an unlimited number. You can make them one at a time afterwards at any park. So, yeah. So whenever you originally make the fast pass, I don't know if we said this already. I don't feel like we did. They're all three in the same park for that day. So even though you might have a park hopper, you your fast passes are, are just in one park. But after that, it opens up to all the parks. So if you want to take the bus and go to, you know, you're in Epcot and you want to go to Magic Kingdom or wherever else, you can. Exactly. Now, the caveat with this is, again, you have to use the three fast passes. So this isn't something you do in advance. It's something you do while you're at the park. So those those major tier one rides... Maybe you'll be lucky to get a fast pass for them, but chances are, like, you're not going to get a flight of passage necessarily. Um, right. You know, when when you're in the park, it, it's going to be for a lot of these other ones. But so, what I try to do, 
because of this, I try to make most of my fast passes. So this kind of goes against your other advice, but not really. Sort of. A little bit. I try to make the fast passes earlier in the day. Now, you don't want to make them first thing in the morning because at rope drop, right when the park opens, the rides have the lowest lines. So if you get a fast pass for Seven Dwarfs first thing in the morning, maybe the line's only 45 minutes. And whereas at 12, it's a two hour line. So you're not really saving yourself that much time then. So you don't want to necessarily get them first thing in the morning, but early in the morning, kind of mid afternoon, because then if you can get all your fast passes done by two o'clock, then you have six or seven hours. Yeah. You have a lot of time to play with to try to get get other other fast fast passes. passes. But let's say you, let's say for Epcot, like I wouldn't get a fast pass for illuminations because that's not till nine o'clock at night. So there's no way that you're going to be able to use your three fast passes and even have the chance to get additional ones because by the time you use that Illuminations ones, everything's closed. Right. So I would kind of steer away from trying to get the, the firework shows as fast passes and try to keep them, you know, an hour or two after opening to like mid-afternoon mm-hmm. because then you can get more. Makes sense. And while you're there, you can always cancel your fast passes and change. And that's what I, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but I wanted to get to is if you don't get the ride you want right away, don't stop looking because you can continue to change your fast passes all through that 60-day window. While you're in the park, you can continue to say, search for new time, search for new rides because what happens is a lot of times people will, everybody goes on and they try to get that flight of passage, mm-hmm. fast pass. And then they realize... I'm not actually going to be at Animal Kingdom that day <laughs> or, or, you know, we had something else come up. We can't get it. And they cancel it. And so they pop up or Disney realizes, hey, because they released. We could open up more Fast Passes and then you have the opportunity to have, um, have exactly. a Fast Pass. Exactly. Because they release them in like random chunks or something like that. So, so always keep checking. And because, you know, while you may not get it right away, it may pop up. I mean, I've read people online say that they've gotten Flight of Passage fast passes the day of in the park so Mm -hmm. like i said if you use your three and you're on you're trying to get a fourth one maybe you get lucky and you get a flight of passage one so so definitely keep trying and then kind of my my last point here is really and this kind of goes to planning what you want to do because maybe the ride you're trying to get a fast pass for you shouldn't be getting a fast pass for yes so there are three rides in disney parks that there are single rider lines. So those three rides are Everest, and that's in Animal Kingdom, the Rock and Roller Coaster, and that is in Hollywood Studios. And then the last one escapes my mind right this Test second. Track. Yeah, Test at Track at Epcot. So those three rides, I mean, you could stand with your loved one. You're not going to maybe ride in the same car next to them, but you could stand with them in line and then you can go through the line much faster because that single rider line moves. Yeah. Um, we did that a lot when we were in, uh, did we did that in Disneyland? Didn't we? Yeah, so Disneyland, Disneyland has different ones. Disneyland has a lot and there are more, more. Yeah. Single rider lines. Cause but, I think we did that a couple times with, um, radiator Springs racers or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Radiator Springs racers has, a, has a single rider line. Uh, and there's some other rides. There's, it's escaping me at Disneyland. But yeah, so at Disney World, so those are three pretty big rides. Everest, Test Track, and uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. So to your point, 
you're not going to sit next to the person you want to ride with, but chances are you'll probably be in the same train test track. You probably could even get in the same car because there's a lot of people in groups of two. Yeah. And then, so they'll take two single riders to fill in a six car seat. Yeah. So you may ride one front, one back, but yeah, you can get through the line a lot quicker. Like if, if, you know, test track, if that has an hour, hour and a half line normally, I think the single rider line might be 20 minutes to a half an hour. Yeah. So it's going to save you a lot of time. And fast pass line takes you 20 minutes to get through anyways. So doing the single rider lines for like test track then frees you up to use your tier one at Epcot for something like Soren or Frozen Ever After if, if you want to ride that. You know, same with, with uh, Animal Kingdom. You can get you know, Everest and then use that fast pass for something else. Or with Hollywood Studios, now that Rock and Roller Coaster is tier one, mm-hmm. you can now ride two tier one rides. So that's kind of one thing. The other thing is, and like I mentioned earlier, you don't want to get your fast pass for first thing in the morning because that's when the rides are the lowest. So the the big ride is Flight of Passage. That always seems to have two to three hour mm-hmm. lines, even though it's a few years old, because it is such a great ride. Right. But one way to get around that is because it's very hard to get fast passes for is to go rope drop. So let's say Animal Kingdom opens at eight in the morning. You get there at seven thirty. Rope drop sounds like a competitive jump roping term. <laughs> they just they rope drop like a mic drop at the end. Yeah, yeah. when after, they're done, uh, they do like a really like incredible routine, and they just rope drop at the end. <laughs> they stomp the yard. And they're like boom. <laughs> I had a so- I had one of my soccer Gauntlet players set. who was a um who was a a competitive jump roper. It was I didn't That's know crazy. the thing existed. That's crazy. But yeah, she was real good. She brought a jump rope one time. It was awesome. Dropping the rope. <laughs> well, when Disney terms rope drop is, I guess they used to have it. You know, they have a rope that kind of blocks all the turnstiles. They drop the rope in the morning to let people into the parks. It's the opening of the park. But if so you- it's the stampede. Exactly. So if you go, but you're a wildebeest. Is, well, but the thing is, so many people at Disney World they stay up late and they have kids. Kids don't want to get up at seven, eight in the morning. So now, if you have kids, no. it may be hard to do this if, if your kids don't want to get up early. But if you are, but able, you can also try to turn in early. Exactly. So if you are able to get in early and get to the park a half an hour or so, forty-five minutes before it opens, because a lot of times they even let you in the park before the scheduled park time. Like, mm-hmm. say the park opens at 8, they may start letting people in at 7.45 to start getting in line, and then the rides won't open till 8, but you can get in line. But it's a it's an easy way, especially, like, with Avatar. I've seen a lot of people do this. You know, you can see YouTube videos of people giving you, you know, tips and stuff if they've timed it. But they go a half an hour early. They're off a flight of passage within 20 minutes after the park opens, and then they're on to the Navi River journey, and they get both of those done within an hour after the, the park opens. The video before Flight of Passage takes at least 15 minutes. It does. <laughs> we did it, it two times in a row. It does. You know, I actually heard that on the Millennium Falcon Smugglers run, they have similar kind of pre-show videos, uh-huh. but they say it's they've improved off of that where, you know how, like you said, in Flight of Passage, it feels like you're staying there forever. Yeah. that you're constantly moving. So it's a it's a pretty long pre-show that you go through, but it it's the pace is much better. So you're moving through it quicker, so it never feels like you're standing in one place for too long a time yeah. that it feels like, oh my gosh, when is this ever going to end? You know what, right? I feel like they did that. They do that relatively well um, with, it's the, um, it's the, oh my gosh, the mission breakout in Disneyland where you have the, you know, you're walking through the, 
basically the haunted not the haunted mansion um the tower of the terror. tower of terror but you're yeah. in the collectors right and like so you're seeing all the cool things and then you go into the little place where they normally have the the ceiling raise and lower and stuff if you're in one of well, the that's the haunted mansion oh man so wow different. i'm like yeah. really getting these and two i will up. say we never stood in line for mission breakout we did the fast pass every time so oh, we yeah. didn't actually have to wait so it might it might feel longer if you actually if have to walk through. It. It. We but walked right into the room where Rocket is, the, yeah, the actual pre-show. That's true. So that's a very quick pre-show. But yeah, so I I, I heard that that they kind of improved that and they keep things moving along better in um in Smuggler's Run. Mm-hmm. But so flight passes. So yeah, as you said, it takes a long time to watch the video. But so you can do that if you're there a half an hour before the park opens, you can get flight of passage and Navi River Journey written within an hour of park opening. So, you know, just because you didn't get a fast pass when it, the day you wanted to, you can either one, keep checking because maybe one will pop up. Yeah. Or two, just go as soon as the park opens and you'll get to ride it. And then maybe later in the day when you use up your other fast passes, one pops up and you get to ride it again. So it's not the end of the world if you don't get your rides. And I would, and I try to like the past few times we've gone, I've not gotten a fast pass for test track. Oh yeah. Because I know you can do single ride. Test track is really fun. I like it, but honestly it's not a make or break for me. But I know we can do the single rider. Yes. You know, so I'm not worried. I know, I know the single rider line is always very quick. It's not a huge deal to do that. So I use my fast pass for something like Soren, which can have a long line or frozen ever after, which can have a long line. I try to focus on those, you know, same with, with Everest. It's usually pretty easy to get Everest fast passes just because Animal Kingdom is pretty easy to get fast passes at. So I usually get, can get a fast pass there because there's not a lot of other stuff. Like we don't necessarily need to get a fast pass to the Finding Nemo show or anything like that. Right. So that kind of frees you up. But yeah, we'll still do the single rider line. Like we don't have to, if there's a long line, we don't wait in the line. It's like, okay, we don't ride together, but it's not that big a deal because I'd rather wait 15 minutes and ride separately than wait an hour to ride together. We're spending plenty of time together while we're standing in all the other lines. We don't necessarily well, have to be on the ride but, together. But to too. your point, yeah, you spend time in, you spend time in the single rider line <laughs> together well, too. Yeah, it's just, exactly. it's just physically the ride. So it's a good way to save time, you know, kind of both ways. And those are just some of the tips and tricks that I don't think people fully realize. Like I don't think a lot of people know about the, once you use the three fast passes, you can then get a fourth. And again, it's at any park. You don't have to get a fourth one in the park you're currently in. You can go anywhere. So it's a good way, like you said, if you have a park hopper, to get fast passes at multiple parks. It's a bit of a of a hack, life hack there for you, Disney hack. So um, would you say, so you're pretty good at this. Uh, would you say you have like a PhD and like fast, fast passing? Fast passery. Yes, fast passery. Sure. If you want to give me an honorary doctorate. I would. Except from your for, made up school. Except for I think that you, you missed one. I missed one what? You missed a tip. Okay, what tip? From from the person who doesn't know what they're talking about. Okay, go ahead. What, what's this tip? The tip is don't make pa- fast pass selections for during the shows because also people like to go watch the shows and you can also go and ride rides that are really popular during some of the... I mean, I will say Animal Kingdom show kind of goes on and off all throughout the night. Well, yeah, the, Animal the, Kingdom really doesn't have a show. The, um, That's at more, least the the tree show and I would the other say, show. Too. I would say that that is a good tip for Magic Kingdom specifically. So there's the three o'clock parade at Magic Kingdom, and that's when everybody knows the three o'clock parade happens in the middle of the afternoon at three o'clock. So, huh. 
you're right. A lot of people do line up on Main Street for that. And ride times do go down. I will say they don't drop to crazy levels like they do at park opening. So if you had a fast pass for that time, I mean, it's not the end of the world. I don't think you're wasting it's you're not you're not wasting one there. But that's a good point. You know, maybe if there's a fast pass window and it's ones at two or ones at three, take the two o'clock one because you're right at three, you are going to see some lower lines. But that's really Magic Kingdom because they're the ones with the big parade that kind of pulls everybody out. All the other parks have little like pop up things. Get, like, but Fantasmic, like if you. But again, of- that's the end of the night. So you're not you're not well, gonna want you're not gonna true. want to have if, a fast pass. But say you wanted anyways. to ride something at um, Hollywood Studios during Fantasmic, um, you can and you didn't get a chance to get a fast pass for it. You can go during that time and try to ride it because Fantasmic's a big show. It's really cool and people like to go to it. So the lines are gonna definitely be shorter. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it'll be interesting once August happens because I think kind of all bets are off with Hollywood Studios. Because I think a lot of people going there, they're going to be doing virtual. Uh, it's all going to be like virtual queuing when you can get into Galaxy's Edge, and so I, I'm not even sure how many people are really going to be there for a Fantasmic. You know, it, it may just be everybody's there for Galaxy's Edge. I mean, this is what happened in Disneyland. Everybody was so worried. We talked about this last week or two weeks ago. Everybody was so worried about how crowded it was going to be for Star Wars that nobody went to Disneyland. Yeah, and there were no there were no lines. I mean, like, that could happen. Is a lot of locals too. That could happen in Hollywood Studios though. People who go and whenever they say, "Oh well, I'm sorry, but Galaxy's Edge is full. You need to get a return time." They'll just be like, "Okay, I'll go somewhere else. I'll walk over to Epcot or something." You know, because mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a ton of other stuff to do. I mean, maybe if you can get into Toy Story Land. But that, that is a good point. I mean, when the shows happen, and again, I wouldn't schedule a fast pass for that late at night because you're going to lose out on right. being able to get extra. But that's a good point. That's another good time to ride rides when you don't have a fast pass. So I will say I will still confer you with a PhD. Um, Thank you. But I would also like to be conferred with a with a master's. So you're going to confer yourself if you can do that. I mean, you made up this whole school and all your credentials, so you, you can do whatever you want. I think I just did. You just gave yourself. So now I have a second master's. You gave yourself a master's. And you degree. have a PhD. I'm a PhD. Dr. I think Joe. I should get. I think I should get. Um, you I know like, how like like doctors like, like the Lord Farquaad. Uh, no, you like know little, they little, little fluffy little hats. hats. Yeah, they look I should like get mushrooms. One with Mickey ears on it. I should oh, get a Mickey ear one, and that could be my PhD hat. I'll wear that in the park, and I'll wear a shirt that says, "I have a doctorate in Fast Pass." That's awesome. And I, Actually, that's a, that's a great merch idea. I should I should make a shirt like that and have people come up and uh, and and talk to me like that. I'm gonna jot that one down. Maybe, put our put the name of our podcast on the back. Maybe we'll sell that. Maybe we'll sell that one. So yeah. oh, that little ant over there was crawling on me earlier. Yeah. So <laughs> the listener didn't get to hear this, but uh, Joe literally had an ant fall from the ceiling onto him. What and like like a pro just kept talking while. The show is going I'm on a professional. now it's on my mic. It's I'm like a, really trying to star in this in this podcast. I have a PhD in podcasting maybe it's, too. Oh my gosh, maybe it's Anthony back from the dead. Oh, Anthony! Anthony's <laughs> back. Oh, good old Anthony. He doesn't have wings though. Maybe maybe he got oh, reincarnated man. as like it like in its past life maybe it wasn't quite ant. as good, so it's just an ant without wings. It's that drumming ant. It's that ant that was playing the drums in Ant Man. The bathtub. Too. Is that the bathtub ant or is that Anthony? Yeah, he yeah, he was in the bathtub too. Yeah, and then he was he was playing the drums later. I forget what his name was. He wasn't Anthony though, so oh well. Well that's I think that's a a great way to end it. We'll end <laughs> it with the ant coming in. So wanna wanna thank everybody for listening. Hopefully this was helpful. Um, like I said, I think a lot of people 
get frustrated with the fast pass system the, the way it is just because you have to plan so far in advance. But you know, like I said, there are ways around it if you don't get the fast pass exactly that you want. I personally like it because I love planning, but I can see why it would be frustrating if, if you're not a huge planner. Uh, again, thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you leave us uh, a rating or, or a review. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I know we're on Spotify. We get a lot of listeners there. Thanks for listening. Uh, Apple Podcasts. I think we're our, I think you can get us on like the iHeartRadio app. Anywhere you get your your podcatcher apps, you can you can listen to us there. So make sure you subscribe. Podcatcher? That's what they call them. Podcatchers. Yeah, they're called podcatchers. Like, like a dream catcher? Teach you something new every day. <laughs> so, ed- I kind of see educational. that. Educational. It makes me think of like a net in the ocean, like like a dolphin podcatcher. <laughs> no, it's not. We're not we do not condone the Enchanted Ears podcast does not condone catching dolphins in nets, anything like that. You definitely don't because you don't use straws anymore because you, you're, you're very much for the environment, which is great. So we don't want to be catching dolphins in nets. Now, this is catching digital podcasts out in the ether and just pulling them to your phone for yeah, you. It's yeah. very good. It's, it's nothing bad to animals. So but definitely, <laughs> man, hopefully we don't lose listeners on that one. So wait, wait, come back. Come I back. just have a little like anecdote. So yesterday when I went grocery shopping, I forgot to bring my reusable bags in. And instead of um, instead of using their plastic bags, I just left the grocery store with all the groceries just like laying loose in my cart. So it looked like I stole them all. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I'm like, all these people think that I stole these, oh, but right, really I'm just trying to So we're just talking about, so we've gone from catching dolphins to stealing groceries. Well, no, ants. This ants, is, This too. is great. This is great. Catching we're dolphins, just, We're too. just... Uh, if somebody is listening and just heard us talk about catching dolphins and nets and you stealing groceries, this well, is I not going to go well. Okay, good, good. <laughs> so, well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, make sure you check us out on Facebook or Instagram. We are at Enchanted Ears Podcast on both. Let us know your favorite uh, fast pass tips, and, and you know we can share them uh, on future episodes if you want us to, or you can you can put them on Facebook for other people to see. You know that's fine. Uh, but we'll we'll catch you here next week. And remember, have, have a magical, magical day. day. Oh,